today, a Savior is born. A Savior, a Messiah, is born for you in the city of David. That's the gift. A Savior is born. As we've been saying it in the month of December, as we've celebrated Advent, we say hope is born. The message to the, to the shepherds is a Savior is born. Do we need a Savior? Did they need a Savior? Do I need a Savior? Yeah, I do. Nothing has changed in, on all the years that have passed on this planet. The truth is the same. We need a Savior. And God announced to those shepherds that a Savior was born. The Messiah, the Lord, had finally come as God foretold would happen and now hope is born in matthew chapter 2 verse 1 we read after he was born after jesus was born in bethlehem of judea in the days of king herod wise men magi came from the east and they arrived unexpectedly in jerusalem they arrived unannounced nobody expected this to happen least of all king herod they arrived unexpectedly in Jerusalem, and here's what they said. Here is the question they asked. Where is he? Where is this one that has been born? Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star. We saw his star in the east, and we have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was deeply disturbed. Literally, it means to stir you up and get you out of your chair. He was deeply disturbed, this, this question, there's a king that's been born of the Jews? Hold on. Herod thought to himself, I'm sure, I thought I was the king of the Jews. Herod's not a Jew, but he'd been given that, that role, that title by Rome, and he saw himself as the king of the Jews. And so he was deeply upset, he was stirred up when he hears this question, a king of the Jews has been born and we're here to find him. It says all Jerusalem was also disturbed. Not all the people of Jerusalem. The people of Jerusalem didn't like Herod, but his court, his, his cabinet, his administration was deeply disturbed. That there was some threat to the authority of their boss, the king of Jerusalem, King Herod. And so Herod gets all the chief priests and the scribes together. He brings them to himself and he asks them, where is the Messiah going to be born? Where would the Messiah be born? Remember, he's not a Jew. He doesn't know this stuff. He doesn't understand the, the word of God, the Old Testament. We know as the Old Testament, the Hebrew scriptures, the prophets. And so he asked him, where will this king of the Jews, the Messiah, be, for, be born? And they told him, in Bethlehem of Judea. Because this is what was written by the prophet, the prophet Micah wrote those words, foretold the location. And here's what he said. You, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the leaders of Judah, because out of you will come a leader who will shepherd my people, the king of the Jews. Then Herod secretly summoned the wise men, and he asked them the exact time the star appeared. Hold on to that thought. Some of you know why he did that. Others may not. But that's a very important question and it's coming from a very dark place in Herod's heart. When exactly did the star appear? When, tell me the date. When did it appear? 
And so then he sends them off to Bethlehem. He tells them, he tells the wise men, he should be born in Bethlehem. And he says, go there, search carefully for the child, and when you find him, report back to me so that I can go and worship him. And after hearing the king, after hearing this information from this king, from King Herod, they went on their way, and there it was, when they got ready to head out, there it was, the star that they had seen in the east. And it led them until it came and stopped above the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed beyond measure. And they entered the house. They saw the child with Mary. Not, they didn't enter the the. the what do you call it? The barn, right? This is not ha- this is not happening in in right when Jesus is born. This is after he's born. Sometimes we the the the, the songs and the Christmas cards kind of put them there, don't they? Or the nativity scene, right? It puts the shepherds and the animals and 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 then there's these three wise men standing there too. Do we know there were three wise men? No. Do we know how many gifts they brought? Yeah. There you go. But they're not they're not in that scene. This is after he's been born. And so the star leads them to where he is in Bethlehem. They're in a home. They're in some kind of housing. We don't know exactly how long after, but they go to this house. They see the star, and it leads them to the house. And they go into the house, and they see the child. They see the king of the Jews. And he's there with his mother, Mary. And they fall to their knees, and they worship him. They fall to their knees and they worship him. I wish we were given a little bit about what they said or what, what song they sang or how they, how they worshipped him. It might have been as simple as, here is the king of the Jews, the one that has been promised, the Messiah, the savior of the world. It might have been that simple. But when they see this child and with his mother Mary, they fall to their knees, the magi, and they worship him. And then they do... What we do, Bat mentioned it earlier, what we do today in Christmas. And that is what? We give gifts. Why do we give gifts on Christmas? Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that he was born on uh, December 25th, but he was born. And then the Magi came, and when they saw him, they worshipped him. And they didn't, they didn't go, oh, what time is... is um, what time does Walmart close today? You know, oh man, we, we, we need to... My wife can tell you stories, and I, and I won't take away her stories, of traveling as a kid with her family, going to see relatives, and stopping on the way, stopping along Highway 99 to find something that's open so they could buy these well-thought-out gifts. Okay, we all laugh and we all... But how many... Okay, good. There's, we've been guilty too, right? They didn't go, hey, we need to go find a Walmart and we need to get some gifts for the, the king of the Jews. Do you see that they came prepared? They came prepared and their gifts are very, very specific. And they tell, they reveal, they confirm the identity of this child who they believed the baby to be. See, a Savior was born for the world. Hope was born. These magi left their country and they traveled a long distance and they came, they put themselves at great risk because they had hope. They believed that hope would be found in this child, the king who was born. And so they brought gifts appropriate for the moment. We do the same thing, right? Not all gifts are created equal, would you agree? 
gift I got for my wife, and we don't do Christmas gifts, but I broke the rules. The gift that I got for her has a different, well, let's just be real, guys, a different cost than, you know, and planning and thinking and what would. And with my grandkids, it's easy. I see I'm in a store, and I go, oh, they would love that. And boom, just, you, you buy it, right? It, Papa's got really good at that. Not all gifts are created equal. Then there's the gifts that we give because we think we have to or is expected or we anticipate someone else is going to give to us. We give, we give bread to our, our courtyard. And a couple days ago, we did it yesterday and, and the day before. But a few days before that, one of the neighbors comes around and they gave us cookies. And I was like, yeah, cookies, brownies. My wife's response, oh, they beat us to it and now we, you know. Right? I mean, let's just be right. Not all gifts are created equal. These wise men, these magi, they brought gifts specifically out of, out of a heart full of hope to confirm who they believed this child really was. A Savior has been born. Hope has been born. Now, we could spend a lot, a lot of time talking about these, the, the magi, and I wrote down some questions that I've been thinking about that maybe you have too. Who are they? Who are these these? these Wise men. We don't know there's three. And why are they looking for a Jewish baby? Why do they care about a king for the Jews? And why are they following a star? Doesn't, found, doesn't sound real uh, Christian, does it? Real Bible-based. You know, astrology and looking to the stars and reading the stars and then making decisions based on what they see in the stars. And why do they bring him gifts? Well, the, the Magi are a interesting group of of people and they have a long history and we don't have time this morning you won't get to your gifts if i tell you everything that i discovered over preparing preparing for this morning but it's a really interesting history it's a really interesting story and one of the primary threads of who they are is woven in the word of god and we can go all the way back to numbers chapter 27 balaam you remember balaam he, he was not, he, God spoke to him and God used him and he was a prophet of God in that sense, but he wasn't, of, he wasn't a descendant of Abraham. He was from another group of people and yet somehow he had connected with God. And you remember he was hired? He was hired by the enemies of God's people, the Jewish people, to curse them and instead God turned it into a, a blessing. And God spoke to Balaam, this kind of strange prophet's, diviner if you will is probably what he really was and he reveals to Balaam this in Numbers chapter 24 verse 17 Balaam is speaking something from God I see him but not now I perceive him but not near it's not near it's a ways down in history but a star will come from Jacob a star will come from Jacob and a scepter will arise from Israel there's going to be an announcement of this king, this ruler, and there's going to be a star involved. We already read or we referred to Micah. Micah says this as we walk through the Old Testament. We come to the prophet Micah, and he's the one that revealed and, and Herod found out, is that you, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, though you're small among the clans of Judah, you're not an important group of people within the people of God, the Jewish people, and yet out of you will come one for me who will be ruler over Israel whose origins are from old, from ancient times. And he will shepherd my people. He will shepherd my people. 
this king of the Jews. Micah reveals the location. Balaam talks about the start. Micah talks about the location. Then we come to Daniel, and Daniel in chapter 7 and chapter 9, and also even a reference to it in chapter 2, he does the timeline. God gives him the location, the time, the 69 weeks and the 70th week, and he lays out that at a specific time, this king of the Jews, the Messiah, is going to be reborn. Now, Daniel's important because we know that Daniel is a part of this story, this heritage of the wise men. And they change through history, but they, but they share something in common. This word magus, or, or we would translate it magi in English, literally means someone with great capacity. Somebody really smart. Yes, thank you. Somebody that just has incredible intellect capacity. The brainiacs, we would say, back in the day. Or when I was a kid, the gifted kids. You know, the gifted kids got to go to special classes because we were gifted. You know, and yes, I was in that group, by the way. Just throwing that out there. The, the, the common thread is that these were a group of, of people that studied and looked for and tried to understand and had a great capacity to put pieces together and one plus one equals two and therefore here's... And they were always in the presence of the leaders. They were always in the presence of the kings. Daniel was in charge of a group of them in his day. Nebuchadnezzar said, I need smart people that understand the times, smart people that can speak multiple languages, can study multiple cultures and put these pieces together. And it's my opinion, I can't prove it, but it's my opinion that these magi had access to all this history, all this heritage. Remember King Darius or Darius? He's the one that in, introduced the, I can't even say it, Zoroastrianism, I think is the right way to say it. Basically, astrology. He asked the wise men to start studying the stars, and so that comes into play. And in my mind, I just picture these guys saying, hey, well, okay, let's start. And they start reading the, the written records and everything, and they come across this Balaam, this guy that, that, that his stuff has been written down, and he talks about a star. And we've been told to study the stars, and so that gets introduced. I said the common thread between them and everything that I study is that they're high capacity the other common thread is that not all of them, but mixed in, based on the writings we have, and both in Scripture and out of Scripture, there was at least a, a number of them at any given time that really wanted to know the truth. They really wanted to know the truth. And we know these guys fall into that category, right? Because they came a long way and they brought gifts. They brought gifts. You see the gifts? Gold. Gold is a, a gift that is fit for a, a king. Yeah, remember Solomon? Listen to the description of, of the, the temple and all the things that are used to worship the king of kings, and it's, it's all covered in gold. It's always been precious. It's always been rare. And it represented royalty, someone who was recognized as a king. And then they bring him frankincense. Frankincense is a gift that's fit or a priest and those who lead in the worship those who act as a mediator between God and people isn't that what the priest does right 
He mediates in between. It, it, it's an, it's a, a resin, an aromatic resin that comes from trees. And in Exodus chapter 30, the Lord says to Moses, take fragrant spices, and he names some that I can't pronounce, and then take those spices and mix it with pure frankincense. And prepare expertly the blended incense from these. It's to be seasoned with salt, pure and holy. Grind some of it into fine powder and put some in front of the testimony of the tent of meeting, the tabernacle, where I will meet with you. And it must be especially holy to you. It's interesting, in other parts of the Old Testament, this mix of incense was only, the people of God were not allowed to mix it for themselves. It was only used in the tent of meeting, the tabernacle, when people met with God. God wanted a very specific aroma to be associated with the worship of God. And if you mixed it, if you went, well, I really like that fragrance. I love, you know, pumpkin spice nutmeg, you know. I'm going to make that for home. It, w- it was a capital crime. It's to be holy, it's to be set apart, it's to be used in the worship. And it's associated with the worship of God and the priesthood. Isn't that interesting? They bring a gift that is fit for a priest. And then they bring him myrrh, a gift that is fit for a prophet. It was used in the Old Testament, Exodus 30 again. The Lord tells Moses, take for yourself the finest spices, 12 and a half pounds of liquid myrrh, and then six and a quarter pounds of fragrant cinnamon, six and a quarter pounds of fragrant cane, 12 and a half pounds of Cassia, they mix it together, and then you put one gallon of olive oil in it, and you prepare these into a holy anointing oil, a scented blend, the work of a perfumer, and it will be a holy anointing oil. Things were anointed to be set apart for a specific purpose, were they not? The prophets of old recorded for us in the Old Testament, all all the prophets of God were anointed to speak for him, to accomplish something for him, to go to Nineveh for him, or to go to the the remnant, or go with the captivity, or go, go somewhere and speak for God, and you would be anointed to do that. Samuel was anointed. King David was anointed, set apart as a specific purpose for God. It was also used... Without the oil part, that myrrh itself was also used in the embalming of bodies. And we know that was true of Jesus' day. Joseph of Arimathea brings a hundred pounds of it when he's going to wrap the body of Jesus when they took him down from the cross. It's an interesting thought too, isn't it? This baby is given a gift that speaks of both him being a, a spokesperson, a prophet who will speak for God, who will reveal the Father's will and a gift that also speaks of his death. They bring him gifts, gifts that are worthy of a king. Jesus came as the king of Israel, the Messiah, and he came as the priest of God to offer himself atonement for our sin. And he came as the prophet of God to speak God's word so that we might know the Father. The gifts that the wise men bring point to all that Jesus would do in both his incarnation, his being in a body on earth, and in his glorification and returns to heaven. In fact, we can take these gifts and flip them a little bit. Jesus was a prophet during his incarnation, and did he not do God's will and speak the word of God so that we could know the Father? And then Jesus is now our high priest, is he not? 
That's how he proclaims himself. He's the high priest in heaven interceding for us. But one day Jesus will come and he will rule on earth as the king. King, priest, prophet, prophet, priest, king. They brought gifts that were worthy of a king. And so my question to myself, and I ask it to you, is what are you going to bring the king? You've put a lot of time, a lot of energy, or maybe you haven't, but you've done a lot of, potentially a lot of energy and work and time to prepare gifts. And maybe you've opened them last night, or maybe you're going to open them after, after this, this afternoon. But what about this baby? He's a king. He's the great high priest. He offered himself his own body as a sacrifice as the great high priest to end all sacrifices. It's done. And he is the prophet, the, the mouth, spokesperson, voice of God who has come and shown us the Father. So what gift will I bring him? What gift will I bring? I'm going to invite our worship team to come. And I want you to think on that question. I'm going to ask it again in just a few minutes. But I encourage you as we sing and as we respond, we, we experience the next few moments. Ask yourself, what gift does Jesus deserve for you and I to bring him this Christmas?